This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. Elon Musk's purchase of Twitter will mean quite a bit on the variety of fronts for that company moving forward. But the question of content moderation is something that has drawn commentary from both sides of the political aisle. It also has a potential economic impact, as we mentioned earlier, with advertisers maybe changing their mindset about the platform. We mentioned about the uh, push earlier about IPG to suggest to some brands that they may no longer want to be a part of the Twitter universe. Pinar Yildirim is an associate professor of marketing here at the Wharton School and joins us to talk about that. Pinar, great to have you back with us. Thanks for a few moments. Thanks for having me, Don. So this list of advertisers, which at least for now has decided to pull advertising from uh, the Twitter uh, sphere at the moment, uh, this is, uh, it's, I, I guess part of it is understanding what the dynamics of Twitter are going to be in the future. It's probably not so much the platform itself at the moment because many of these companies had already been advertising over the last few years with Twitter. Yes, I, I think um, a lot has happened in the last couple of days regarding Twitter, and it's still happening as we are speaking right now. <laughs> There's um, a lot of movement, especially regarding the staff at, at Twitter today. But I think just taking a few steps back and trying to understand the, the high-level um, forces that are moving a company like Twitter, and, and a large online social platform which uh, aims or, or claims to be the, the center, the town square, of, of uh, discourse, public discourse, content moderation is a very fundamental, very important topic. And at the same time, it's a very controversial topic because largely when you speak to consumers and when you speak to, to policymakers, they don't always agree on what to do regarding content moderation. People have very different opinions of what kind of content should be allowed um, or, or permitted online where the, the social media platforms should draw the line, what kind of content should be instantly removed. And, and they don't always agree on what kind of actions have to be taken. But um, in the last couple of days, when we looked at Elon Musk's uh, speeches or statements, what we have seen was almost a 180 turn compared to what he was claiming to do before. You know, going back months, weeks, he was claiming that Twitter must become the the place for free speech for everyone and maybe bringing back some of these accounts that were shut down due to content moderation violation. And in the last couple of days, we've seen a different tone. We've seen now him claiming that uh, content moderation does not necessarily have to go away. Twitter yeah. doesn't have to become a place where anyone can speak anything without any consequences. And uh, any content moderation or the policies regarding content moderation has to be done regarding uh, or based on the, the rules that are set by a committee, a council. So I think these were some um, moves that were very consumer and business friendly. A, because consumers, again, do not want to be on a platform that's overtaken by extremists, either on the right or on the left, or people who might have inclinations to spread false, misleading uh, information, misinformation, or propaganda. And at the same time, advertisers do not want to put their ads on a platform that becomes the magnet for such users. They, yeah. In general, this has always been an issue. When you look into even traditional media, for instance, you will sometimes find that um, even large online uh, and, and 
traditional media platforms, you know, an example is Fox News. Even uh, these largest companies have had trouble sometimes attracting advertisers, especially when they're uh, most um, outspoken, most extreme uh, commentators were, were on when, when, for, these, for these particular shows. So in general, advertisers are not interested or attracted to the idea of putting ads next to very extreme content or yeah. putting ads on a, on a platform that enables extremist content or, or, or voices um, such, uh, such misleading information in general. Let me put a post here <laughs> if you have any. Yeah, well, Musk probably saw Musk met with a variety of different organizations the other day, the Anti-Defamation League, NAACP, uh, lots of community organizations about that issue of content moderation and, and the type of speech that was on that platform. And it seemed like going away from it, those organizations felt at least good for the time being as to the mindset that Musk has around these particular issues. And, and I guess that would also filter out to the advertisers as well uh, that that Musk at least is, is formulating what some people believe to be a, a fairly decent plan for what Twitter is going to be in the future. Well, I think we're all slightly uncertain about what Twitter is going to look like based on even the communication from the last couple of days. It seems like the ideas are changing and evolving. And uh, there are two, I think, big pieces to this. Again, one is the, the content moderation piece. The other is the, the revenue model piece, whether Twitter will become a, a subscription-based platform or advertising, and I'll touch this in a second. But going back to content moderation, there are many ways to do content moderation. There are some proponents of, of um, very black-and-white type content moderation. That is, you set a number of topics or, or words that you can put out there, and anything regarding those topics, those issues should be removed from online social media because it could be potentially harmful for, for some parts of the, the population. That's an extreme approach to content moderation. But there are other ways to do content moderation that, are, that is more consumer friendly. And I think in uh, especially the, the statements that were coming out last Thursday from Elon Musk, that's what he was signaling. He was signaling that content moderation can be done in line with the preferences of the users. How would that work? For instance, if I go to, to Twitter, I could create a, a, a list of topics, a list of keywords, or a list of issues that I'm interested in hearing about, and a list of issues that I'm not interested in hearing about. Or at the same time, just like uh, the applications, some, some applications exist today, when I go and see, for instance, uh, that, that there's, let's say, some graphic content that's circulating, Twitter gives me a warning saying this might be potentially harmful for your for your mind for your um, you know for your uh, ideas <laughs> for your well-being. You make the decision whether you want to click on that that content and consume that or not. And similarly, people might be allowed to create created permission, given permission to create communities such that they can also set rules about what topics are are allowed to be spoken or what is not welcome in those sub-communities. So this is a much more market-based approach to content moderation that is in line with what every individual is willing to hear, willing to see. And platforms can enable, of course, such content moderation um, preferences or tools as well. So my feeling, based on, again, the statement that came last Thursday, was that this is the approach that they are going to take. 
creating these spaces that are driven by the preferences of individual users. And we can talk about the benefits and, and costs of uh, you know, creating such uh, maybe individual spaces. But that is, you know, compared to some of the, the alternatives right now that exist or some of the, the propositions on the table, that seems mm -hmm. to me like a much more consumer-friendly approach to content moderation and one that can be successful at the end of it. So, right, um, and in the part in, of and in, in, I was going to say, and in the end, that's that's the end goal, at least right now, for Twitter is to be able to kind of find that 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 path where both advertisers and the public feel feel good about where things are going. Yes, so this can keep the consumers on board, and if the consumers are on board, I think that's going to be attractive to advertisers. This may not be one hundred percent solving their problems in the sense that you might still find some uh, potentially extreme or misleading content in some small communities of the entire platform. Right. And the question would be, do you take an action towards those particular uh, content, to especially misleading and, and harmful content, intentionally harmful to some subpopulations? And that's a decision right. that the business can make in line with, again, their objectives once they see how big of a problem that is. I think the issue is making sure that that content doesn't necessarily spread out to the rest of the, the, the platform or doesn't reach right. out to the rest of the users. Uh, as long as it's confined, the, the issue is, is um, much smaller in terms of the scale. And that would be pleasing, great. and I, I believe this would be pleasing to advertisers too. Oh, uh, Pinar, thanks very much for joining us. Pleasure to have you with us today. All the best. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Pinar Yildirim, who is uh, Associate Professor of Marketing with the Wharton School. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.